Hello everyone, welcome back to another episode of Over Easy. My name is Manny, in case you are new here, or welcome back. For you, it has been a week since my last episode, but for me, I just filmed the last episode yesterday. In case you didn't know, I'm pre-filming all my episodes because I'm going out of town for the next two weeks, so need to have all my episodes up and ready to go, or at least like filmed so that I can edit while I'm on my trip. So yeah, I'm here again the next day. Um, despite the fact that it's only been a day, I actually have different rosebuds and thorns, so let's get into that right away. My rose, oh my god, I totally forgot what it was. I forgot what my rose was, but I remember my bud. My bud is I'm really excited to watch The Summer I Turned Pretty on the airplane. I downloaded it onto my iPad on the Amazon Prime app, and I'm so excited to watch it because I've been hearing so many good things about it. So obviously really excited. Also, like I'm really into like teen chick flicks and coming of age shows and movies. So very excited for that. I also downloaded the book onto my Kindle. So I'm going to be able to read that while I'm away. So I think I might, actually, I won't have time to read the book first before I watch it. So I'll probably just watch the show, watch the show and then read the book later on during my trip. But I'm super excited for that. My thorn is that I recently bought a lav mic from Amazon and it had really great reviews and everything like that. I'm pretty sure Jen Im also like recommended it in her YouTube video, but I was just trying it out today and it doesn't work. I bought a dongle as well for my phone because my phone doesn't have the USB or the headphone thing, but it's not the dongle because I tried it out with other headphones and it works. I tried the microphone on my laptop and on my phone and on my camera, but it just like doesn't work and I'm kind of sad because I had planned to use that lav mic to just like be more adventurous with my vlogging and like interview people even when I'm out and about, which I thought would be really fun, but now I can't, but that is okay. Probably just going to return it and reorder it maybe because it just doesn't work. We'll see about that. But that was kind of upsetting. My rose, let's see, what is my rose? Mm, my rose, what is a good thing that has happened to me? Let me think. My rose is maybe that I've gotten really into my flow of yoga classes this past couple weeks slash months. I feel like it's been like two months now, but I started doing yoga classes in the summer and you know, at first it was kind of really hard for me to like feel the spiritual aspect. Like I'm very into exercising very intensely with a high heart rate and all that, but I think yoga is also really important because it's like a, just a different way to work out. And I think I really need that balance. I can't just work out really intensely. I have to have that spiritual side, that flexibility side as well. And I feel like I've actually been in really into my, I've been really grounded in my spirit, if that makes sense, because of yoga. And it feels really good now that it's not just like, oh, I feel awkward and stuff. Like I really just fall into the flow of yoga and follow along in the classes and I've been having a lot of fun. So I'm really happy with that. I think that's, oh, that'll be my rose for today. That's a pretty good rose. But yeah, as of today, I am leaving for Austin in two days and I 
you you want to hear my plan. So my flight is at 8 a.m. I don't even remember if I talked about this in my last episode, even though I recorded it yesterday. Uh, my flight is at 8.40 in the morning, but I'm really scared that the security is going to be really bad because obviously everyone who has a morning flight is going to be there and uh, security opens at 5 a.m., so I'm going to get to the airport by 4.30 in the morning, which means I'm waking up at like 3 in the morning tomorrow, not tomorrow, Wednesday, and I'm like not excited about that. Definitely going to pass out as soon as I get on the plane, but I think that's just kind of what I have to do. I, I don't really want to risk like maybe getting to the airport a little later and maybe there's no line, but like that's a really scary risk to take like I don't want to miss my flight that'll be really annoying so we'll see who knows maybe my flight is already canceled because Air Canada has been canceling flights left and right I don't know we'll see about it I just realized I wasn't even recording on my microphone so that is an L but now I realized a good thing I decided to check otherwise I would have recorded this whole thing on bad audio which is not great but it's fine anyways Today's going to be a pretty simple episode. I thought of this idea when I was sad, hence the title, Things That I Do When I'm Sad, because, I don't know, I thought it'd be helpful. I honestly recently have not been, I I was thinking about this, my life has been very, very neutral lately. Like, I have really good moments, but I have not had a bad moment in a very long time, other than my existential dread, but there's like a lot of my sadness does not come from external things anymore. All of my sadness comes from me. And I don't know what that is. That, is that good or bad? I don't know. But that's kind of what I've noticed. Like my boyfriend and I haven't fought or argued in a very long time, which I'm very grateful for. We have really gotten into a good flow in our relationship. Um, My mom and I, oh, we've been kind of having a spickle, but it's not bad. It's not terrible and it's not something that I will be perpetually upset over, but I really haven't had many moments that make me feel bad. And I think it's also because I surround myself with the right people. You know, my friends are people that I genuinely want to be around and that I I really like and I want to support. So those are people that also support me and I feel like I don't have to be fake around them. I've been doing things that I love. I've been having fun at work. Like I really haven't been sad recently. It's really only been my existential dread. So anyways, today we're going to be talking about things that I do when I'm sad to not only cope but also just work through the sadness. Um, And yeah, it's kind of going to be a fun, simple, lighthearted episode. Maybe if you're sad, feeling your sad boy hours, this might help. And yeah, let's get into it. So first thing that I want to say, when you feel sad, let yourself feel the emotions. I feel like nowadays we are so obsessed with constantly being busy. And that is one thing that I learned is that that is like a trauma coping mechanism and it's not actually going to help you get over your problems. Constantly staying busy is just distracting yourself and it's not actually getting to the root of your problems and working through whatever it is you need to work through. So let yourself be sad. Let yourself like have a day in bed, cry, let yourself cry yourself to sleep. I know those are things that obviously hurt in the moment but to be honest I think that feels so much better than bottling up your emotions and forcing yourself to be busy and then later on having your little explosion that's what I found I used to be such a big bottler before and it was just not fun because 
ultimately I would explode with all my emotions and there would just be so many things building up inside of me. And also it just felt like every day I could not live life to the fullest because I always had so many things on my mind. So I feel like when you're faced with a sad thing, like just let yourself cry and just let yourself be sad that day, that week, whatever it is, your feelings are valid and you shouldn't tell yourself that you're not worthy of feeling sad just because maybe your problem's not as worse as the next person. That doesn't really matter. Like your emotions are your emotions. Just let yourself feel them. That's something I've really been trying to advocate for for myself this past year and just working through that. Anyways, just some tips with crying if you need some. Um, My first tip is to cry in the shower. I think this is a pretty common tip. And that is because obviously in the shower, you're already getting wet. So it's going to just fall right through into the shower. And also it's really normal for people to be puffy and red after the shower just because it might be a little bit warmer. So if you're worried about people asking you that you're crying and all that, like cry in the shower and then it'll probably be really normal for you to look kind of red and puffy afterwards. Uh, My other tip is one that I learned from a Michelle Fawn video like when I was 13 and I've been using it ever since. The next day, like typically when I cry in the night, the next day my eyes are extremely puffy the next day. My eyelids get all swollen and it kind of looks like I got like stung by a bee or something. And what I do is I take two spoons and I put them in the little freezer Once they're sufficiently cold, they don't have to be there for too long. Like honestly, 10 minutes is pretty much good. I take the back end, the convex part of the spoon, and I press it up against my eyelids. It feels so soothing and also just de-puffs a little bit. I think you could also use an ice roller or like a gua sha maybe for this if you have one of those but I never bought one of those and I just use a frozen spoon and that has honestly worked wonders in the past year two years, three, ever since whenever I learned this trick, it's been the best. And I just find it really helpful that makes your eyes feel good. Because to be honest, when I wake up and I see that my eyes are puffy because I know that I've been crying, I'll start crying again because I was like, I remember why I'm sad. So de-puffing your eyes a little bit might be a little bit better just so people don't ask you what's going on. And also you don't feel like you look like a squirrel. But yeah. Let yourself feel the emotions. There's nothing wrong with feeling sad. There's nothing wrong with feeling hurt. Like you can not have such a tough skin. I feel like people are so obsessed with being perfect nowadays and not showing themselves. So let yourself feel the emotions. That's something I will always advocate for. If something makes you sad, let it make you be sad. That's how it is. Anyways, After maybe a day of being sad and maybe I'm like a little bit over the crying and I'm just trying to get over this issue, I do a couple things. This might seem like a self-care episode because it kind of is. I mean, this is what I do to make myself feel good and uh, these are my things. So, hope you enjoy. First thing is obviously to journal. I am an avid journaler, so... I love journaling regardless of if I'm sad or not. I journal every single day, but maybe it's not as easy for you to journal every single day, but I find that when my emotions are very, very polarized, it's really easy to journal. Let yourself have a blank page, whether it be like a Word document or a Google Doc or maybe a physical piece of paper, and just write down whatever you're feeling. Write down why you feel your emotions like 
you don't have to therapize yourself right away. Just let yourself dump the emotions onto the page because sometimes when you're sad, you don't even know why you're sad. So actually listing out like what made you upset is a really good way to start with fixing your problems. So journal. Uh, A lot of my like best journal entries, to be honest, come from when I'm super sad or angry or whatever. And I really do like the person that I become after I have a big journaling spree and I reflect about what made me upset. So definitely journaling is a big one. I you, you can't just like, you know, you have to set the vibes, right? My favorite place to journal is either in the trunk of my car. I set up a little blanket and I open the trunk so that I'm facing the ocean or I'm facing the water or facing whatever good views. And then I'll just sit there and let myself write until I can't anymore. A lot of times I find, at least when I journal, I've been holding thoughts back in my mind that I don't want to get into quite yet. Um, it's kind of like bottling it up. Like I'm kind of just like saving it for a rainy day to think about later. And those are perfect times to really just get out everything that you've been holding in your mind. Because I mean, it's really tiring to hold these things and constantly be carrying the weight of them. So let it all out when you journal. And if you need a few prompts, like maybe you have no idea where to start, just talk about how you're feeling in that current moment, describe the scenery around you, describe your last 24 hours, like what you did, maybe on an hourly basis, Uh, describe what you want from the world, what you're manifesting. I don't know, just anything in your mind, just talk about it. Like just do a big brain dump. Even It doesn't even have to be coherent sentences. Like I feel like everyone puts a lot of expectations on journaling that it has to look or be a certain way, but like my yoga instructor has been telling me for the last six weeks or whatever, however long I've been doing yoga, you have to let go of the expectations because ultimately that you're just going to be upsetting yourself if you have those extreme expectations. So it could be a bullet point list. It could be keywords that you're feeling. I don't even know. Whatever you feel like journaling means to you, just do that. So that is my first tip. That is usually what I do first because I also tend to find that being alone and being outside really makes me feel good as well. So I do really like to journal when I'm feeling sad. Okay, my next thing kind of goes hand in hand, but it is to read. Uh, This is because I sometimes just want to get lost in a book and I don't really want to think about my life. Find that really helpful. I think it's If you don't read right now, what's really important or what I find got me back into reading is to find one book that you really like. It can be a guilty pleasure book. Like for me, Twilight will always be a guilty pleasure book for me. I love Twilight. And if I'm ever in a reading slump, I know that I can just turn to Twilight and get back into reading. So maybe you don't have that quite yet. Maybe a book I would recommend is anything by Colleen Hoover. Those are emotionally gripping and will definitely make you forget about the real world because there's so much going on in those books. It Ends With Us is particularly popular and moving. Um, I also really liked Verity. That one's super gripping as well. So just find a book 
maybe get a recommendation from a friend of something that you might like. And I find that reading really does help me take me away from my current moment and just makes me forget about the world and all the things that go on. And I think that's really important. Also, reading provides like kind of like an inside look into a certain lifestyle that you might want to manifest. What I mean by that is For example, I just finished a book called, what's it called? Drop Dead Gorgeous by Rachel Gibson. And one of the main characters is crazy rich. She's like insanely rich, you know, private jet, all designer clothes. She has like three apartments. You know what I'm talking about. And living through that character and reading about that character might offer you some insight into maybe you want to manifest this life. Maybe I want to manifest having so much money that certain like everyday transactions mean nothing to me anymore that might be something you want to do maybe you want to manifest um lily what's her last name lily bloom i think from it ends with us you want to manifest her like her desire to find her true love again oh my god that's kind of a spoiler but not really but anyways reading really offers like different pathways into different people's lives. Sometimes we can be so tunnel visioned in our own life that like we don't realize that we're literally one person out of 7 billion people on this planet. And even then this planet is like a speck of dust compared to the rest of space. So just escaping from yourself for a little bit, I think is really important. And that is done through reading. That is one of my favorite ways. My next way that I try to get over my sadness is to work out or exercise or just do some form of movement. It doesn't have to be an intense workout like lifting a gazillion pounds in the gym, but even just taking a walk. Yesterday, I decided not to drive. I had a few errands to do and I decided to walk all of my errands because they were all in walking distance. And honestly, like walking really gives you a different perspective. This is what I noticed this weekend. My boyfriend and I celebrated our anniversary and we did a bike ride around downtown Vancouver. And I've never biked downtown Vancouver. I've walked it and I've also driven it in it a couple like tons of times but biking really really shifted my perspective and like offered me new insight into places I've never even been before and I think that's also similar to walking walking gives you such a close-up view of everything around you that is really different from biking or scootering or driving you might also want to drive too but I personally find that walking or just doing some sort of movement like going to the gym really does make me feel better also it gives you like it gives me motivation to go extra hard um, because I'm like I need to get this pain out of my body I need to push through whatever I'm working through and it gives me motivation to lift heavier weights and like press more so that might help you um, if you enjoy going to the gym I know a lot of people try to channel their angry energy in the gym so that they can lift more and just be careful with it you know you never want to hurt yourself but I find honestly just even walking a little bit makes me feel so much better walking is like actually such a life-changing thing I know this is so simple but I feel like once I started driving and I got my driver's license I got so caught up in driving all the time and being obsessed with like being able to go places that I kind of forgot the specialness of walking and maybe that's not you maybe you walk all the time because you don't drive you don't feel the way that I do but that's kind of just how I feel so I really enjoy walking get yourself out there for like an hour it's also the summer so maybe it's pretty sunny where you live and yeah 
movement is definitely a favorite of mine. Another reason is because like doing movement honestly takes you away from yourself as well. I feel like when I'm at the gym, like I have no brain capacity to think about whatever I'm working through. And I just am just thinking about the gym the whole time, whether it be like, oh my God, I'm so tired. I cannot be done. Or it's just like, oh, I'm going to push even harder, working on my form, being careful with that. Like, I feel like there's so many details that you need to think about when you're at the gym that you just can't think about your outside life, which is great in some circumstances. And I think that's really beneficial as well. All right. My next favorite activity is some retail therapy. I love going thrifting. I actually haven't gone thrifting in a very long time. And I think it's because I'm very like I'm trying to be really mindful about the clothes that I'm buying now. But one thing that I love to do, even if you don't actually buy anything, is just walking around the shops and taking a look at all the clothes that are there. I think it's just very special because I think it, it this is best when you do it alone because, you know, when you're shopping by yourself, you don't feel the pressure to have to cater to the other person that you're with. You don't feel like you have to, like, you know, be mindful of what they want. Like, it's just up to you. One thing I still remember is after my final season, I took myself to a cafe in a new area that I've never been to. And then I went to a couple thrift shops that I've never been to. And it was just really fun exploring on my own, like being an explorer again. Sometimes when you get too comfortable living in your current lifestyle and your current routine, it can be really easy to just feel very stagnant and not feel like like life is exciting. But I think just bringing yourself out there, going to a new neighborhood, taking a different walking path even makes you feel really excited. Yesterday, this is so simple. Yesterday, as I said, I was walking to do my errands. And as I was walking back from the library, I took a different path home. It's literally like one street over, but I just took that path instead of my regular path. And I was like, oh my God, the houses on this street are so much different. Like they're so nice. And it was just so much more fun. I think Oh, I just read a, a quote in um, in a book. I can't remember which book it is. But we just have to be mindful that nothing really ever grows in our comfort zone. It's definitely possible to be there and be comfortable there. But just know that nothing ever grows there. We ha- really have to like proactively push ourselves out of our comfort zone in order to grow and continue developing and that is something I'm also telling myself constantly because I feel like right now I am quite comfortable but I know that once I go to Austin I definitely won't be so I'm excited to grow while I'm traveling and while I'm there. So thrifting and more so just like exploring new things that you've never done before if maybe this is like the perfect excuse to start going to Pilates or start doing yoga if you've never done it before or maybe this is the perfect excuse to go on a run in a new area or maybe read a different genre of book or maybe try a different coffee drink that you never get. I think just switching it up can really make life feel novel again and make you like remember the like even the smallest things can be a happy moment in life. And the next point kind of falls into that. My next point to remember when you're sad is to romanticize your life and I don't really mean like I feel like romanticizing your life has kind of this like capitalist I mindset now which I don't like just you know on TikTok romanticizing your life means spending money on going to get coffee and 
doing all these things but it doesn't have to be like that I, I find romanticizing your life means more like just remembering that every moment has a moment of gratitude in it when I was biking this past weekend with my boyfriend uh, downtown like literally just thinking about it I was like I am so grateful to be able to do this right now and be able to live in a city where these biking in biking cycling or biking but cycling infrastructures exist and that people are active and want to do this like literally this whole the whole time I was just feeling so grateful that I have an able body that I can move and be active in and that all these opportunities are just available to me even if you're not able to spend money but even just romanticizing like waking up in the morning is something that is not something to be you know played down like not everyone gets that opportunity which is very sad and you need to remember that literally every moment you should be grateful for I'm so grateful all the time if you need help with that I think starting a gratitude log so maybe it's in a notebook or just a piece of paper but just simply writing one thing that made you happy or you're grateful for can really do wonders for your mindset. And truly, I think happiness is rooted in gratitude. So being grateful, romanticizing your life is really, really important to remember when you're feeling down. My next tip slash thing that I do when I'm sad is a YouTube video binge. I know, probably not the healthiest thing, but it makes me feel good. And I really do enjoy watching other people having a good time because it makes me feel happy. You know what I mean? Like when I watch a vlog and someone's having a lot of fun doing something, then it also makes me feel good. Just like osmosis through the screen or whatever. So definitely watching YouTube videos, consuming media. It can be TikToks for you, whatever it may be. Just something that makes you feel good. You can eat your favorite snack and just enjoy. And I think it is a lot of fun. My last thing that makes me feel good when I'm sad is talking to friends. And this one I say with a little bit of hesitation, not because I don't like my friends, but I usually try to wait until most of the issue has passed or I feel a little bit better about it. Um, I find that when I rant to my friends about issues that I have, especially in regards to my relationship, like let's say my boyfriend and I are arguing and I rant to my friends right away that day maybe when I'm still heated on emotions, I say a lot of things that I don't mean and don't want to say slash want to take back the next day. But obviously words can't just be taken back like that and what's said is said. So I find talking to friends does help, but maybe after a few days or once you've gotten over most of the issue. And this kind of just helps so that you're not swayed by your friend's decision, like you do what you want to do, and that your friend's opinions are just there to offer maybe a bit of devil's advocate or support or whatever it is you may need. I do find that venting can really help, but not everyone is looking for advice and not everyone is looking for a solution. Some people are just looking to talk. So I think it's really important to distinguish that maybe by telling your friends, hey, I'm just looking to vent. Like you don't have to say anything back, but I'm just looking to say these words out loud. That might help. Or even if they want to offer a solution, maybe listening to that will also help you as well. So 
talking friends does really help. And also, I think retroactively, when you go back to those issues in the future, you realize like, oh, I was being such a dum-dum. And I realized that this was a much smaller issue than I thought it was, which doesn't mean your feelings aren't valid in the moment. It just sometimes it just be like that. And you just feel like you're being a little silly. So I think reflecting about the issue, talking to people about it after the fact also really helps as well. But anyways, today's episode is going to be a little bit shorter just because, you know, I'm a little busy getting things ready to go out of town. Next time I talk to you, it'll be in a couple weeks. I won't be filming for a little bit. So I hope I come back a lot tanner and I have a lot of stories to tell and wisdom to share. But I hope you enjoyed this episode. Hope it helped you out a little bit. We all go through these sad boy, sad girl moments. So don't worry, it's relatable. Just trying to help out anyone I can. So I hope you enjoyed. Make sure you follow the podcast, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, there's an Instagram or on YouTube. And I will see you in my next episode. Bye.